What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sneaker Sins Podcast, where we discuss, debate, and dissect the sins and wins of the sneakerverse each week. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brett, and I'm here with my two friends, Jason and Nabil. Jalen is not here this week. How's it going, guys? What's up? Buenos tardes, my guys. How's everything Buenos tardes, going? Buenos tardes. Buenos sure. tardes. I don't know what the fuck that means, but... I mean, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Buenos tardes. Tardes? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's buenos dias for morning, buenos tardes for afternoon, buenos noches, noches. for night. It's buenos not quite night yet. Buenos noches sounds. Welcome back to another episode of the Rosetta Stone podcast. <laughs> if the Duolingo. Rosetta Stone sounds like Jason, then the like... The Duolingo podcast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the Rosetta Stone sounds like Jason, you know that I'm still uh, feeling the effects of 420. <laughs> how was everybody's 420 did we partake uh, what'd you say jason i said so lame compared to other 420s but like cool i mean i mean it's on a tuesday and we're on lockdown so i know that's what i'm saying really unfortunate yeah. going up on a tuesday though did you celebrate the the festivities uh yesterday nabs uh can't say I did. I was I, I was working on something on the side, which I I won't talk about here. But it's it's a long play, and if it if it goes well, then I'll talk about it. But okay, yeah. Wow, he's he's a mogul. He, he's too busy to be smoking weed. He's making <laughs> deals. Nah, nah. Well, it's oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, any cop of the cops of the week? I think Brett, you told me pre-pod that uh, you've been a good boy for a week. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more so it's less discipline and more just there's been absolutely nothing that I've even had a remote interest in in the past like month and a half other than those 550s, which I was pretty much just pretty much were just placed in my hand via Teddy. So those were not a struggle to acquire. So no FOMO here. So you're keeping the 550s, but you're you're flipping or you already flipped the other New Balance that you got that got you early access for the 550s, right? Uh, yeah, so the 1300s I like I did buy with the intention of keeping and then just like the fact that it was like a million day pre-order and it took almost a calendar year for them to get to my door. I was kind of just over them before I even put them on and to add salt to the wound, they came with like a shit ton of QC issues. The quality of the shoe itself was really great, but there was just there were a lot of defects, which really disappointed me. I know the green suede had like bled onto the midsole a bit, which was not fun. I managed to clean that off, thank goodness. But yeah, the five fifties are uh, are a long sit for me. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind, you know, flipping those one day for something that's maybe not just a GR New Balance with Teddy's name on it, something that's on the Grail list, perhaps. So I, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to wear those, to be honest, because I'd much rather just have a GR pair of five fifties and just beat them. <laughs> for the thirteen hundreds, do you know if the uh, the QC issues were common in that release? Yes. They yeah. were literally pretty much everybody that I know on Instagram who grabbed a pair all stated not only general QC issues, but the same ones that I had. So it was definitely recurring. Yeah. I, the reason why I bring that up is I actually saw quite a few posts on like eBay and Grail of people posting like uh, pairs that had small QC issues. They still posted for over retail, but not as much mm-hmm. over retail as other pairs. Like if you look, if you look on like sites that are not StockX, there's a huge disparity in prices right now, I think. Yeah. 
It, it's uh, a great shoe, um, and I, I would not hesitate to pull trigger if I knew the pair I was getting didn't look like shit uh, due to quality control. But as a shoe, really nice, hairy, nappy suede, thick pile suede, and just a uh, really nice leather interior as well. Uh, it, it's a really well-made shoe. The 1300 in general is definitely not a new balance that I gravitate to, which is probably another reason I didn't really want to keep it. But yeah, definitely if you are with that shoe and you're fucking with it, dear size listener, down. definitely do not hesitate to pull trig. And size and down. And size down. Yes, yeah. correct. Definitely. <laughs> I know that was the big point of thing that you mentioned to me a lot was that like, yo, these are just going to be fucking huge, bro. Like That definitely threw me, uh, that definitely threw me for a curveball and further influenced me to let them go for sure. But I didn't know that at the time. I mean, that was just basically a week before they came in because I didn't know they were made in USA, which means they run big. Yeah. So uh, apps, I'm, no, I'm too excited. I'm going to throw it at you. We were talking pre-pod and okay. you said that you had something pretty cool to talk about. I don't know if it's pretty cool. I think Jason might get a kick out of it more than, I don't know if you will, to be honest. I don't know if I talked to you about the sneaker before. So yeah, I made an impulse purchase late last week. It literally came in the mail 20 minutes before we started recording or before we hopped on the call for the pod honestly like this is a sneaker that i kind of wanted when it released but it was never on my list because i didn't think i would get it for a price i would want to pay i got it at a pretty good price but i'm still 50 50 even having them in hand of whether or not i'll keep it i might flip them let me just grab it for y'all okay talk to me what are we what are we talking about here uh look at your camera bro oh sorry Cheers! Practice 34, 34s? Those are 33. 33. Practice 33s. Yeah, dude, those are hard. Yeah. That's super yeah. red. Yeah, it was uh, like, dude on Grailed had these up uh, on his Grailed posting for like two months. I, I've been following it like since he put it up. Uh, I made him an offer that I thought he'd refuse and he didn't. So yeah, like I just kind of ended up with them as a meme. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like that's how I acquire like eighty percent of my shoot. Well, now nowadays is just like make an offer that is, I assume you're just gonna decline, but then you it gets accepted, and you're like, oh, now yeah. I have these shoes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're used, but like aside from minimal wear that you can kind of tell on the sole, like it's pretty good condition, and like yeah, yeah, and like these uh, according to StockX at least, dead stock they go for close to four bills so i don't, I don't know maybe really? i'll I'm not, I, I, I don't know like to be honest like it's it's nice to have but like uh i haven't tried them on yet because i'm not familiar with the um is it your tts size the, yeah it's my tts size yeah. um yeah. but I'm, I'm not familiar with the um the lacing system so i'll, I'll, I'll try them on at least once and oh, lacing system word yeah There's crazy well, and stuff like that yeah, going it's boy, actually crazy because like the lacing system is supposed to be like based design-wise similar to like a, a like a watch kind of mm -hmm. uh, i see that it looks like the back of a uh, mechanical watch exa exactly and that's the reason why i really liked uh, this model that's when a really cool detail out. actually yeah yeah and then like i remember i always saw like this pair like the travis scott pair always sat at foot action for like, the longest time foot action eaton center and i just mm -hmm. never pulled the trigger and a uh, part of me always regretted not pulling the trigger mm -hmm. and then ironically now it's like half of Half of me wants to keep it just for kind of nostalgia value. The other half of me wants to sell them and see if I can make a buck and put mm -hmm. that towards something I might want more. So we'll see. We'll Especially like given the the recent news about Kobe Bryant sneakers, which we will talk about in a yeah. bit. 
what's retail on those boys? I feel like the like the you know retail was at two forty five plus tax, so two sixty. Yeah. yeah, for those performance Jordans, it's always going to be expensive. So, so, so yeah, I guess that resale is like not that bad considered compared to that. That retail. honestly, if I if I sold them at retail, I'd still be making money. Yeah. Like, okay. Dope, yeah. Dope. yeah. Uh, it shows you how fast the game is really moving and evolving and changing because looking back in retrospect, even two years ago, I don't think a Travis Scott Jordan, anything would have sat that shit would have sold out. Cause you've got Jordan 35s that aren't even collaborations selling out on the dime. It's doing really, really well. As a silhouette. I'm not saying every color, but that model's doing really well and it does sell yeah. out. He's not wrong. Um, um, my, my boy, Martik literally bought a pair of Air Jordan 35s last week on goat. Yeah. Why? So it's also, you know, like no shade to Jordan because that's I love the 35. I think they're really well done. But yeah, I mean, in 2021, do you think, do you guys think a Cactus Jack 33 is sitting on shelves? Because I remember I had that in hand multiple times. I do. I think so. I I don't think anyone cares about these. I I guess people care about the 35. I didn't really know that was a thing. But from my, just what I've noticed, I don't think people ever give a shit about the newest uh, Jordan performance model, particularly. Unless you're a hooper, obviously, right? Unless, yeah. of course, of course. Unless you're like, yeah, like you're like, I want to try this new hooping shoe to hoop in or something. But I, well, yeah. and that's a large part of the population. And just anecdotally, like the Fragment 34s, we could have picked those up in store, right, dude? No? 35, or- I think. Was it a thirty? I swear it was a thirty. Uh, no, it was the other one that came with it, like the uh, the athletic runner type. Oh, what was okay, it? okay. But it was there. I remember that, not okay. the Jordan. Okay, well, those are all Jordan shoes, but I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, was sorry. That, was it like the Delta? Or not the signature model. I got non signature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah was then, it like the Delta or something? Yeah, it was yeah. Like a Delta something. Yeah, was it, yeah. Wasn't the Delta Four if it was something else? Anyways, okay, cool. That's a very NABS shoe. I know you're <laughs> all into your performance ball shoes. Like NABS is all about his performance ball shoes. Even though I don't ball. <laughs> Super rando performance ball shoes. NABS, I noticed the listing was taken down the other day. I sent NABS. I found a pair of, I thought this was the most NABS shoe on the planet. Oh, the Megatrons? Yeah. Megatron okay, so, yeah. ones in like, I don't know if that's your TTS size or not, but it was like, bro like this is so yeah, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for looking out those actually came in a pack with the megatron cj81 that i have so oh. when, when they first released it, it came out as a pack i don't know if like it was an optional pack or you could also buy them individually i don't know okay. but there used to be like like they seeded some influencers with this cool packaging that actually like folded outwards and kind Damn. of transformed into megatron okay yeah so it was okay. really sick i like the air trainer one i just don't like that pair like in my opinion the cj81 is a better megatron shoe okay just because it has like the lace locks and like the minor details yeah but thank you for that i actually i did try making a low ball offer good good it it, it didn't go through but thank you for that well i saw i thought the colorway was pretty good it's like a megatron shoe i was like this needs to get sent to nabs for his yeah yeah good looking out and anything with a a super villain related let me know absolutely absolutely yeah, like but I saw the ad got taken down like a couple days later. So I think you know the probably yeah, no, I, I made the offer like right after you sent it. I just yeah. I forgot to message you about it. But, nice, yeah. no, it's all good. I was just wondering, dope man. I picked up a pair of the ambush 180s that I wanted for a while, so that's cool. The black oh, ones, no way. yeah, nice. that's a pretty Which good color. The black ones, the black ones, obviously cool. Yeah, 65 bucks shipped. Like, come on, wow, were they used? Yeah, of course, of course, but like, really. What? 
conditions. Just some, just some dirt. Wow, wow, wow! Kind of thing. They're a little big. That's a great it's all right. I mean, I don't know. It's like it's very sleek. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. how to wear it because like I, like I, I don't, I don't like as you know. I've been, I've been becoming more and more hitting New York myself, and you know, I'm, I'm not so much on the super tight pants and shit and like super techy shit. So I don't know. But they're kind of cool with the pair of baggy pants. We'll see. But, um, I mean, I mean for, for that price, like trying to get those shoes at that price, like once upon a time was a dream. Bro, yeah. six, 65. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. I was, all right, I'm, I'm, I'll call it. But yeah, that's it. Sweet. So moving on to small topics this week, let's get down to business in case this is your first time listening. Uh, so what we basically do is each co-host is going to bring up a topic to discuss and we all discuss it collectively together on the pod. So we're going to start with Nabs and Reebok's sneaker of the year. Oh. Talk to us. You, you mixed it up there, buddy. Uh, that's uh, that's, oh, that's Jason's topic, wrong. and that's my name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goodness. Okay. Well, Jason, just talk. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'm talking about this Reebok, of course. I think I talked about this last week, if I'm not mistaken, and it is the Reebok uh, Hydro Zig something. I don't know what it's called. Zig so, 3D Storm, Storm Hydro. Hydro. <laughs> so when I first talked about it, I think we just had pictures of just the initial colorway, which was like a triple black colorway, you know, cool and all, especially for this kind of shoe. But like I mentioned, it would be very interesting to see some, you know, more modern and different colorways applied to this shoe in the panels. And lo and behold, I guess my wish was granted. And we've got some, some new, much more interesting colorways of this shoe here which I'm super hyped to see. We also seem to have some material, uh, mixed material usage which is also super interesting. Some of the panels are like different gauges of, of mesh. Sorry, you have like a, maybe a bigger hold mesh, some, some different textured, almost pinstripey materials. I see on the, on the heel counter, it seems to be made of like a, you know, coarse canvas kind of thing. So yeah, it's really cool to see this in different materials and super interesting, definitely hiking oriented kind of vibey colorways. A little funny thing. I, okay, so obviously, you know, this sneaker is all over my feed. The guy who designed it, Evan Belforti, posted a, oh yeah, posted a picture of him putting the shoes on or whatever. And I commented, I, I asked him in the comments, like, yo, like, you know, great shoe, whatever. Would you ever consider or like, you know, making this out of more premium materials? And he hit me back and, or, you know, he just replied to my comment and he was like, um, he just kind of went off about how, you know, we perceive suede and leather as premium materials. And he was like, these plastics that we're using are like the highest recycled rating that we have available at Reebok and are like only the highest grade plastic. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Like my bad. I'm sorry. I offended you by implying these materials you have selected are not quote unquote premium. But I think, you know what I was trying to say, man. Mm -hmm, uh -huh. mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, you know, so um, yeah, interesting little, little tidbit there for you. But yeah, it's interesting to see this. And I don't know, like he could have just said like, just wait and you'll see some other interesting things coming like this. Cause they clearly use different materials and stuff on this. And I guess they're not quote unquote seen as premium materials, but yeah. Anyways, these are dope. Yeah, I guess maybe he just wanted you to increase your appreciation for plastic. I don't know. But bro, like, come, you knew what I was saying. Like, you know what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, I'm sorry, like, implied your plastic wasn't premium, but, like, 
sorry, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this colorway of the sneaker more so than any of the colorways I think you showed last time. The, uh, uh, the yellow no. one. Yeah, one, yeah. This gives me some like '90s, like '90s hiker vibes, kind of. Yeah, I don't know how to for sure, for yeah. sure. Reminds me a lot of the um a couple weeks ago I talked about that Anderson Bell Asics collab on the gel. Mm -hmm. One yeah. of them was a very similar colorway to this as well. Like your yellow, your tony yellow and browns with some beiges. Those colors definitely go to go together really well. And yeah, like you're saying, Nabs give you that hiking outdoors vibe. Yeah. That singular bungee lacing system is very 90s retro. That was the first thing that stood to me. I don't know about that retail, personally. What's especially retail? if they're made of plastic. Especially if they're made of plastic. No, but, but, Brett, but it, Brett, it's the highest recycled quality. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, so was the fucking Coke bottle that I just threw out in the recycle before we started the pod. Nah, oh, these are, oh, jokes man. aside, these are hard. These are really hard. Is, is it Reebok Sneaker of the Year, though? Because that's what the claim in the title has constantly yeah, well, been. I'm Even last sure time we talked about well, Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Reebok Sneaker of the Year, to me personally, is like it, it can't be it, – it's like Jordan. You can, I don't think it can be a retro. It has to be something new. It has to imply some – it has to – you know, be informed by some form of innovation. So yeah, I'm looking at new shoes. innovation. So yeah, I think it could be. It could be an equation. I mean, there's a lot of questions that deserve to be in the equation if we're talking about anything. But yeah, you know, I mean, has it? Ha have they released any questions this year? I think they they've been focusing more on the answer and like the other Iverson models yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, but, they've got the yeah. they've got the Rondo PE coming out this year, don't they? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know green. that was that a thing. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's like a white and green question. I want to say a low or a mid. Yeah, it looks I'm not. Like a, I'm not a Reebok guy. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't kill me over it. But yeah, yeah, might be something to reflect on uh, later in the year. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. Jason. I, I, Jason. I feel like Jason's our resident boot man. Uh, for most of the time he brings up the boots more than anyone else yeah. yeah i guess it's just like you know something different usually so here we have a collaboration between german brand i'm pretty sure it's german o32c and adidas so for those of you that don't know o32c is actually a magazine publication originally i'm pretty confident in that by a german creative couple or something like that and it's kind of spun off into, you know, a whole design thing. They do a lot of garments, a lot of collabs with people, but I think their main like core of the business and is a biannual magazine, if I'm not mistaken. O32C is actually the Pantone number for the red that is like their signature logo red they use everywhere. So that's kind of cool. But anyways, uh, this is a collab between O32C and Adidas. Like I said, this is one of many they've collab several times before i think the most recent collab that's come to mind for me with adidas is now these guys they like to do some weird edgy shit so the previous collab was like a prince albert themed shoe believe it or not and it was a superstar or something and of course it had you know like a, a piercing or a ring on the, one of the eyelets or something like that um, you know, in line with the Prince Albert theme. I don't think they went, took the, the concept too much further than that, thankfully. But yeah, uh, so they're back again. And here we have a super, super dope two-pack of footwear inspired by the, by the boots that German Special Forces, known as the GSG-9, use, if I'm not mistaken. 
this boot is made by Adidas. I'm pretty sure Adidas is one of like the OEMs that supplies these boots to the German Special Forces Army or whatever you want to call them. And we have uh, kind of a riff on, on, I guess, you know, inspired by that boot and whatnot here. So the first piece of footwear is, like Nabs mentioned, I guess it's a boot. It can be seen as like a, a mid-top, high-top sneaker, but, you know, they're touting it as a boot. Super dope. Like me and my brother were talking about it and immediately I get just serious RAF vibes. This looks like mm. RAF's current inline sneakers, if you ask me. And of course the Wego vibes are, are heavy here. Mostly I'd say given off by the fact like the paneling, there's very kind of rounded paneling. We have cutouts that are like squishy, like round bulbous. I think it looks to be like mostly a neoprene construction. But yeah, uh, super dope, super dope paneling, super dope boot. I think there's two colorways of it, if I'm not mistaken. There's like a green one with some silver. And then I think there's also some other black, more black low key one. I'm not sure. The other piece of footwear, which is my personal favorite and just so fucking sick, if you ask me, is the mule. So they've, I think, I, I don't know how much inspired this can be by like a freaking army boot, obviously. But it looks like they probably took a bunch of stuff from the sole. We got a super all-terrainy outsole here on, uh, it looks like a neoprene construction and padded mule. Super clean, super dope in my opinion. And yeah, just these are, this is a really good, really, really good collab by these two, especially considering the last thing they did was the fucking dick piercing shoe. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Retail on these is the only thing I can say about this is retails bananas. Uh, it's a little, a little pricey. Like this mule is going to be retailing for 200 cat, which is kind of like go fuck yourself. But other than that, super sick. What do you guys think? Holy cow. It's, it's out there, bro. No, these know. are both. Hard. Yeah. I have a feeling Brett would like these. These are both hard. I'm getting like vibes of a whole bunch of shit at once on the boot. Um, okay. Like I see, I see the lining of an Oswego. I see the back tab of an Oswego. I also see like uh, almost like the makings of a football cleat in the way it's structured, like, okay, like with that shitty. curved toe. It's yeah, this thing. almost yeah. looks like a football cleat to me, which I is pretty that. funny. I feel that. But yeah, just like that super poofy, super chonk boot. I have dubbed this in a group chat today. I have dubbed this uh, subculture of footwear and clothing VGORP. That is the new acronym. You heard it here. It is very expensive. Uh, granola, oats, raisins, and peanuts. Oh, uh, VGORP. Okay. So very expensive. <laughs> so this falls under the category of VGORP. I don't know if this is really expensive. Is this Gorp? Are we are we Gorping? Are we Gorping these? Is this Gorp? Like this is kind of Gorp because the whole trail vibe and stuff. I feel I feel like you're right. comment below, listeners. We comment on the Instagram post. Is it Gorp? We can throw this under the 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 trail mix umbrella if you want. Calling this V Gorp. But like you're saying, yo, I think almost all Gorp is V Gorp because most of the Gorp shit's expensive, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say like. Here's the thing, dude. Only affordable Gorp shit. No, but this is the thing. This is the thing. The only Gorp that's really expensive is the stuff that makes all of the pages, the repost pages. Listen, 35-year-old suburban dads are walking their kids in full Gorp head to toe, and it's probably a $60 outfit. Those are the people yeah. that don't give a fuck oh, that shop that. at like Bass Pro Shops or like Macy's, the normal people that buy normal brand clothes and aren't stupid enough to spend millions of dollars on the same shit. <laughs> yes so I feel no. like Gorp is a very affordable well, sub subculture of fashion, but people just make it unnecessarily expensive by or, buying expensive. Yeah, that's versions. Fair. So again, that's any that's any you know 
that's fair. Questions, so. I, I, I just I just think like usually Gorp stuff is like more like you know technically oriented because it's supposed to you know have some kind of purpose for the outdoors and whatnot. And usually you know you have some more complicated construction or maybe some fancier materials you know leading to a, a higher price. But you're definitely right, bro. There's obviously a whole range of selections out there and whatnot. And I mean you could go Gorped out by you know. Like if you just get like a lower key brand stuff, like it's not going to cost like your Arcteryx and stuff like that. So the Dick's Sporting Goods, you know what I mean? You totally can get right, for like yeah, go to yeah, go to Cabela's and get gorped out and like you go. still fire. I'm not going to lie. Cabela's got some some heat, some low key heat. So uh, on the other side of that coin, Brett, what's your opinion on the mules? Man, I'm you. I, I like mules. I've never owned a pair and I'm definitely new to it, but I would totally buy those. Not for that retail. But those beatniks are are basically mules. Your beatniks yeah. mules, mules fan, no? You think, yeah, those are mules, sorry. I mean, I guess I attribute mules to having like some form of heel structure, like not just like an open heel. Mm. Oh, really? Like a very oh, okay. low top shoe like, like this, like to me, where you okay, have something okay. to put your heel against. That's fair, that's fair. I don't know, I could be wrong. That's just how I yeah. think of it. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess I do have beatniks for sure. I got a compliment on those recently, actually, which was pretty cool. I didn't know people knew what they were. True. Yeah, the shape is kind of interesting. I, I feel like, you know, if you have a certain for certain people with either a wide foot or a narrow foot, like I feel like a, the, the heel aspect won't catch properly, but I don't know. That's just me thinking weirdly about feet. Yeah, I mean I'm sure the engineering behind these shoes is great. I'm sure they're very high quality. I'm just like, it's not my vibe. It's not your vibe. It's not for not 200 bucks. It's not, that's for sure. It's not a Transformers shoe. I mean, honestly, like, even if the prices were half of what they were, I, I still don't think I'd be into it. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's like Brett said. It's, it doesn't come in a Transformers box. It doesn't come with a toy. Like, yo, I'm not I'm not here yeah, for I it. I know about it. Listen, if there's no Tom and Jerry's, we don't want it. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough, brother. Cartoon sell shoes. Listen to that. That's anyway. it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Moving on, moving on. Let's go to NABs. Talk yeah. about probably the biggest news of the week, if not the year thus far. We keep Damn. talking about how it not be a bigger event occur after one does, and then it just keeps happening. And I think yeah. this is easily the biggest story of the year. So talk about it. Oh, uh, yeah. On today's segment of Sweet and Spicy, it really depends on who you are and your, what your preferences in life are, but whether or not you think this is sweet or spicy. I found this a little too spicy for myself personally. I, I'm, trying to ch I'm trying to channel my action Bronson for Jason's benefit here. Hilarious. Up. <laughs> but yeah, in case you haven't heard, Kobe Bryant's estate has officially decided not to renew an agreement with Nike this month. So... Back when Kobe retired in 2016, he signed a five-year agreement with Nike that I believe expired on April 13th or some date around that of this month. And obviously, Vanessa, Kobe's widow, did engage with Nike and had discussions around renewing the agreement. I think, and this is purely speculation at this point, that it, it made sense for Kobe's estate to try for a lifetime deal. Obviously, Michael Jordan, LeBron James both have lifetime deals. Kobe Bryant is in that conversation of iconicness with those goats as well. So it, it's uh, to most people, especially us who I think are fair to say are Kobe fans, it's kind of a no brainer for Nike to give Kobe's estate the deal. But for whatever reason, they couldn't see eye to eye on this deal. And we don't know the particulars. I hope we will, but I'm doubtful that we will at the same time. Yeah, they chose not to 
to continue working together. And a, a side note and update to this is that Kobe's estate also recently got the trademarking rights for the entire Mamba brand. That includes Kobe's logo, any Mamba logos, any mention of Kobe's name, etc. Like his entire brand is now trademarked under his estate, which means that Nike can no longer retro or pro-tro or make any more Kobe shoes wow. anymore. I think the last release of a Kobe shoe was the uh, Kobe 6 in the red colorway. I can't remember. It was like a gym red Kobe 6. I only know that because shout out my boy Martik. I think he wanted that pair. And if he still wants that pair, I'm going to tell him buy it soon because it'll probably go like, up in price. Like right now? <laughs> yeah, like right this At second. 7.07 Wednesday evening? Yeah, these guys already know. I messaged, obviously I messaged the Sneakersons family and I told them like, yo, like uh, I made a low ball offer on a pair of Kobe 7 Sharks on GOAT, which Good I think the, the offer expires tomorrow. So if, if, if the person selling is listening... Please let those Kobe's go to an, an, a home where they'll be loved. Yeah, like, honestly, guys, there's so much to dissect in this, and there's still so much speculation happening. I know Vanessa also shared a photo of another female athlete whose name escapes me, but the, the female athlete was promoting the Adidas Kobe's, like the OG Adidas Kobe's in her photo, and Vanessa had promoted that. That, that has led to speculation that... Vanessa might take a meeting with Adidas to see if they want to resurrect that line. It seems like Vanessa is very passionate about keeping the Mamba legacy alive for both Kobe and Gigi. And even like when the Grinches released last year on Christmas time, she seemed like uh, she was very passionate about trying to get more Grinches out to more people overall. Like obviously um, Kobe's family, you know, like it's still, it's still a painful topic to talk about. Like it's been a year and three months now it's still difficult to talk about this topic of Kobe's legacy without him because the dude died way too young. Same for Gigi, obviously. And yeah, like it's weird now because part of me is kind of heartbroken about this because Kobe spent so much time and energy building that relationship with Nike and building like really impressive footwear. And he was the one that coined pro tro for Nike. Like the fact that it's a performance retro, Kobe started that. And he did like, like all things, he did things his way in ways that had never been seen before. And like now, we're ne- we might never see that again in terms of a new release, which really sucks as both a Kobe fan and a sneaker fan. On the other side of the coin, I am interested to see what other stuff the Bryant Estate comes out with. I think we talked a little bit about this in our group chat, and Brett, you had mentioned that you know it's not the same if the legacy is not behind it. I I totally agree with that. And obviously the Adidas Kobe's like they're just they're just from a different era, so it'll be it would be interesting to see if Adidas got the deal what they would do with it. But yeah, uh, give me your thoughts here, guys, because uh, obviously I could keep rambling on for a long time about this. Yeah, I mean, since you just brought up my point there, just to elaborate on that for the listeners, it's just you know obviously I think it's a little too early to speculate on whether or not that this is all bad and not good. And I know that's not what Nabs is saying. It's just my personal take. You know, we don't know where this is going. We don't know what direction Vanessa intends to take it. But I do know that if it is something independent, I know that there was there was talk of him launching his own independent sneaker brand before his passing. And I know we had seen recently after his passing, actually, maybe it was last year. I can't remember. A supposed mock-up from some random person who was an investor with him. I can't remember. But anyways, 
I digress. If it is his own line, I feel like given the unfortunate circumstances, the shoes will not have the same sentimental attachment or legacy value, if you will, releasing postmortem as in, you know, in contrast to him having worn them on court. And we don't know how much of a possible creative process he was behind before his passing, how much is thrown away in the vaults or the archives ready to, you know, yet be released. But I just don't see it being as successful given the circumstances. So I'm hoping that we see a deal struck up with, I'm hoping Adidas, because that's the only other brand that you really have, you know, a legacy with the man himself. So, Yeah. And the benefit to, especially if they do it before Adidas decides to sell Reebok, but the benefit to them doing yeah. it with Adidas is that, you know, we could get a true Kobe question Reebok sneaker. So yeah, obviously the benefit there is that we can get like a true Kobe question Reebok sneaker. Like obviously we got the Kobe questions last year, but those didn't have Kobe's numbers on them. And I think they, they weren't resemblant of the PE versions, which were had purple leather, whereas the release last December was just a yellow suede. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to remain optimistic about it. It's just that, you know, a bulk of Kobe's like shoe history is really wrapped up with Nike. So it, it it's almost like, you know, it, it still feels like a massive L. And also, I was personally really excited to see the Kobe 7 Pro Tro because that, that's one of my favorite models. But yeah, I, I guess another question to ask you guys is that, do, do you think it's too early to start pointing fingers? And I know Jalen isn't here, but she had mentioned that, like, it's not this may not necessarily be a sneaker sin in our group chat. But do you think it's too early to say if this is a sneaker sin or who, who we should be pointing fingers at on this? I've heard arguments at Nike. I've heard arguments at the people that have hyped up the resale price for Kobe's. What, what do you guys think? It's too early, in my opinion. I, I agree with what you just said. Jason. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to make a call like you're saying, because I feel like we just don't have all the info. I feel like I did read somewhere. You're right. It's something to, something to do with a lifetime deal or something like that. I don't know if it was you know, Nike wasn't offering that, or maybe they couldn't come to, you know, like you say, an agreement on, you know, the value of that or something. But I hope it's not a situation of like Nike just being like, we're not offering you this outright, which would be not cool, obviously, as we know, but also not out of the realm of how Nike moves based on what we've seen them do in the past uh, little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah. I hope it's not that, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to give Nike slack, especially given the year that they've had so far. Man, I, I just think about, like, Brett, I don't think you were here for that episode, but when we were talking about the Sneaker Sins quarterly report about two episodes ago, I, I think I said, like, you know, like, how could things get any worse with Nike? And, you know, this happens, like, a week and a half later. And Honestly. Yeah. Like, damn, just yeah. be careful what... Listeners, be careful what energy you put out in the world. I guess is the learning point there. When it rains, it pours, as they say. Jeez. Yeah. It's a storm. Okay. Definitely. All right, so, moving on. Uh, yeah. Last small topic of the week before we dive into the big topic, which I think is a good one. We're looking at a potential Union Times Air Jordan 4 30th anniversary model. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I have seen two separate colorways. Sneaker News only has one of them pictured, so I don't know if it's releasing as another duo or if it's just, just this colorway. I'm going to say it right here. I'm putting it on record. I know I told you guys in the group, this is the best colorway by far. This beats the Guava. This beats the Noir. 
and I actually really like these right off the bat. I like the fact that there's not a PP yellow midsole anymore because I'm really fucking tired of that trend. I think this is way more versatile. It's way more wearable. I'm loving the cage and I like that it's just more muted and more versatile to wear, yet you still have that icy bluish turquoise hit on the back for the back tab. Uh, super fire. I'm with these heavily. I agree with you. It's more wearable. I agree with you that like PP yellow has been overdone. But like the guava, the, the shade of pink on the guavas is so nice that it's really hard for me to say that uh, this goes over the guava. I'll, I'll tell you, this beats the Noir pair, hands down. All right, like, I'll take that. Yeah, but like the guava is just, the upper is so nice of the guava, it, 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 it makes me okay. This pair, I don't know, I, I've never been a fan of blue and green on a single shoe, personally. Mm. Like that, that's kind of my gripe with it. Also, like what do you call this component? The wing? Yeah, like the wing of the sneaker being transparent is also kind of weird to me for some reason. That's uh, that's also fair. I'm really liking the hang tag. Yeah, I mean hang tags are always nice. Actually, you know what? Like as long as you're not tongue fucking the shoe, like uh, yeah, like you're right. It's incredibly versatile. <laughs> Would not uh tongue fuck. Yo, I'm, I'm just looking at the guava now. Uh, just, I just wanted to remind myself what the color was. It's actually, it's got the exact same translucent wing tab thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the pink on that makes me okay with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, these are, these are really cool. These are dope. I agree. They are like super low key and wearable like this, like gray, I think, whatever. It looks like a gray, right guys? Or something like that. I'm seeing yeah. Some like... Grayish brown, yeah, some muted grayish brown, some tonal shit. It's what color gray. is this dress? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the blue. Yeah, yeah, I like the blue. Okay, guys, real quick, what's Ronnie Fogg's name for this color? Oh, um, uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with like lawyer suit. No. Lawyer suit? No, it's got to be like smoke screen or something edgy, borderline edgy, bro. I, I, I like smoke screen because we've been on this Transformers trend. So, but smoke um, screen makes too much sense, almost, right, for this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe like a dark ash or dark yeah. ash. Yeah, that's good. So on this hang tab, guys, I, I see this hang tab here that you're mentioning. What, what, what the fuck is this hang tab? Like, first of all, the shape of it, if I'm not mistaken, is like a Route 66. It's like a highway in the states. Yeah, sign. yeah it's like a highway sign. Yeah. Okay, right. and then I don't know what the heck is going. Well, obviously we have 91 to 2021, so I think that's the 30th anniversary. 30th, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, is this like a dude doing like a dance, and he's got like a halo on his head? Like, what's going on? It's so random. Is it cool? I don't know. Is it's is there? Cool. A, I don't know. Is is a founding member of Union? I, like, I know, you know. I don't know. I know. I don't know. But I know Union is very well, good with their stories and whatnot and everything's very cohesive so obviously there's something behind this but yeah i don't know pretty dope i like the the blue i'm a big blue guy so i like the the blue like the light blue lining and hits and that that teal turquoisey heel tabs cool yeah man these are pretty pretty dope so nice. we talked we talked about like what we wanted from the union collab this year earlier in the year and i i know i think we were very bullish on like like an Air Jordan two, maybe a six. Right. Yes. What were what are you guys' thoughts like can, with that in mind, and now knowing that we're gonna get another four? four. Like, who, how do you guys feel about it? Like, are, are are we okay with it because it's a nicer colorway, quote unquote? Or uh, I mean, 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure Gibbs is on record as saying the four is his personal favorite. So like, oh, I yeah. think opting for the same model over again is just his way of saying like, fuck what the consumers want or think they're getting. I just want to do what I resonate with. And I think yeah. that in turn comes out better product. So I'm not going to ever throw shade at a designer for not being original for opting to go with the same model again. Cause if that's what you fuck with, it's, it's what you're with. So um, I would have liked to see something different, but I've got no issue with it being another four. Yeah, it would be yeah, cool I mean, to see something different just to see something different, but everyone fucks with the four too as well. Like, you know, it's definitely one of the most popular silhouettes, obviously. So I don't think you can go wrong with this, right? How, how long before you think Nike decides to, you know, just take some design elements and implement them in more general release fours? No like, comment. You mean, or like, what do you mean? Like, like, you know, like it could be the folded tongue, it could be like the, the oh. different material on the toe box, like. Right. Well, I mean, like now, very soon, they probably already got them in production. I, I don't know, dude. Like, that you was know, my answer. Yeah, like they they love ripping shit. So yesterday, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yesterday, last yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I wouldn't be mad if uh, Chris Gibbs just keeps pooping out fours no, every year. Right. Yeah. Like it's uh, he he has great choice in colors and mm -hmm. he has great choice in and like he just did an awesome job designing the Union Four like like no matter what like someone's gonna every different color iteration is gonna be someone's favorite co uh, color if it's for sure it's for sure that's a great point yeah well and then you have the ones going down as arguably one of the you know greatest oh, yeah. collaborations of all time no big deal yeah. so yeah I'd say he's got a good track record thus far so yeah. Yeah, so it's it's all the clout, all the clout for Chris Gibbs. Definitely, guys. I was just say, and Canadian pride, because he's Canadian. yeah, yeah, yes, sir. That is a big one. We need to hammer in every time we get the opportunity. <laughs> so moving on to the big topic this week, as Nabs previously mentioned, I was not here for the quarterly sins report, but I am here for the quarterly wins report. Something Ooh. a little bit more positive. <laughs> it was funny pre-pod when we were conversing on the topic we found it significantly harder to find wins over sins i had plenty of sins lined up for the episode that i did not get to communicate but wins are definitely harder to come by this year i would say and i think that is definitely the consensus it has not been a great year for sneakers but there have been some lights amidst the darkness and today we are here to talk about them and i want to go with nabs first because you have some interesting stuff to share sure. Are we just going to go like one at a time? So like I'll shoot out one thing and then. Yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah. that's good. We'll just do it. Yeah. In a circle. Yeah. Round, round, round Robin style. Cool. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I think the first one and all of mine, like I know like all the time I usually talk about sneaker news and like, you know, spice in the sneaker industry. But this is one of the times I'm actually going to focus on the shoes themselves. So first one here is actually a win for Nike, which I know, like, I think we're both Nike's, like, biggest critics, but also biggest fans. It, it was Matt Welty that once said that if you love something, you want to push it to do better and uh, be better. So I think just keep that in mind when we're both dissing Nike and also complimenting at the same time. Yeah, the first win I wanted to mention was the Nike Fly Ease. So the Nike Fly Ease is essentially a shoe that individuals can put on without the use of their hands. It's meant to be an accessibility place. So essentially people with the disabilities that couldn't tie their own shoes or lace their own shoes could easily just step into the shoe and have it locked into their foot. 
this has been like a long time in the making for Nike. This is like the the result of I want to say nine years of development, and yeah, it's a pretty hyped upcoming release. I believe they actually dropped either this week that we're recording the episode or next week. So yeah, I think that these shoes will fly off shelves, and I think a lot of people will love them. And I really hope that the people who get these shoes are the people who really need them. Yeah, I think that I at least I'm banking and hoping that you know Nike doesn't just offer this as a product for the consumer that may require it. I'm really hoping that this turns into something that will be mass produced and widely available to the masses because I think accessible footwear is so important on so many levels. And the fact that we're seeing really large brands, you know, invest in research catered to, you know, use cases that aren't their primary demographic, you know, in being people who may possess physical disabilities or of any sorts, limitations of any sorts. You just love to see it because it's inclusive and it's what we need, especially in 2021. So I'm with this shoe on so many levels. I know originally the first colorway that we were teased with was kind of almost like a tropical greenish pinkish color. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have since seen a triple black colorway which mm-hmm. I can see a lot of people trying to scoop up as their like uniform school shoe or like work shoe of sorts. They're hard, man. I, I love them. And I, I hope everybody that wants one gets a pair. Big win, big win for sure. Yeah, same here. I, I, I'm guessing, and I don't know for sure that it'll be a smaller release at first, but I hope they scale that up over time. I agree. Yeah. So Jason, I'll tag you to go next. Well, you guys talked about the flies. Uh, I think it's cool. I'm surprised. I, I feel like we heard bare about it, and then like, like it was just like super quiet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of weird. For a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the marketing campaigns were just really strong when they see yeah. them to mm-hmm. right. But they are dropping next week, so. Wait, you know, what? I, I, yeah, I, I swear they're dropping by the before April ends. Oh, I was under the assumption that like when they did all that push, like they were available to purchase on. I, I, I don't know, but I know the triple black pair is dropping. Okay. So cool. I, I don't know if the other pair already dropped. Or I, I think there was a limited release on Nike sneakers, if I remember. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, like you guys are saying, it's great to have some accessible footwear and they just need to make sure they can get it into the hands of those who need them. Yeah. My turn. Jason, what do you got? Yeah. yeah. Wins this year. I know it's it's very hard for you to talk it's positive. Very hard for me. You know that, yeah. You've got to bite the bullet, swallow the ego, swallow the pride, and and give credit where it's due. God damn it! Talk Jeez. your shit. I'm here to throw shade. Okay, so I think two things. I will start with my first one. Is I think one of the big wins, and I guess you know it really depends how you want to look at this. But I think just like the root thing overall is a good thing, and that is the entire massive sustainability ecological push we've been seeing obviously it's not like just 2021 but i feel like at the beginning you know this first quarter and this year we've really really seen that that green push you know that ecological push from from all of the fashion companies kind of for the most part you know looking towards sustainability trying to be more sustainable in their practices and whatnot and of course you know we also brought this up as well that there's bare greenwashing, so to speak, you know, this buzzword going around, you know, companies are probably saying and advertising a lot more than what's actually going down. 
But uh, nonetheless, like I'm saying, at the core of the issue, the fact that we are, you know, kind of waking up and being more cognizant of this and companies are at least making some degree of an effort to, you know, reduce their ecological footprint. Huge win, obviously, across the board for for the for everyone and our freaking planet. So, yeah, that's that's really dope. I think that's good. And, you know, this is generating some interesting interesting materials maybe interesting shoes you know it's definitely something that comes to mind when i bring up the whole ecological thing is like the um the story mfg rebox you know like those beatniks were damn good i think they did some really good club c's were pretty good or whatever the fuck model was yeah and like brett mentioned last week or two weeks ago uh saucony i think it was just you know dropped there completely like vegan or not vegan but like I don't know. What was it, Brett? It was just like some all ecological shoe or something like that. But yeah, that was cool to see. And it was good shoe. So yeah, big dub. Yeah, no, for sure. I I think uh, like we've always been critical of like what they're doing and not really appreciating the fact that at least they're trying something. Exactly. So so yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're totally right. It's good for us to just acknowledge that like at least everyone's trying something and that's better than doing absolutely nothing. So yeah. Bucks. Yeah, so I guess I'll talk about mine here. And I don't know if I'm allowed to draw any negativity toward this because it's a win, but it also comes with a sin. So I'm kind of giving you a two-pack here. So the first win for me is something that I saw last week, which I thought was super cool and needed to be talked about because it is linked to something so much bigger that really pisses me off about the sneaker community. And that is being rewarding your frequent and loyal customer base as a retail store. I'm talking specifically about Amamanier, Atlanta-based sneaker shop, Amamanier, giving their a number of their loyal customer base exclusive access to the Jordan 3 at retail price pre-release, which I think was super, super, super cool, needs to be done more specifically, you know, in, in today's culture where you have diehard sneakerheads that are, are are investing a lot of money in a lot of these stores. And even up here in Canada, you know, I know a lot of people personally that are throwing a lot of money into these stores with, you know, basically nothing in return. I, I don't think the consumer is rewarded as often as they should be. And I think a lot of these stores take advantage of that. So it's really nice to see you know, much like me being granted early access to the 550s, it's really nice seeing brands kind of just notice and better yet recognize, you know, their consumers for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I also really liked how Ma Monnier actually dropped the shoes and gave uh, women like first dibs essentially on, yep. the, on, on the pickup. So it, it's definitely something worth mentioning. It's definitely like a, a good, re- it was a good release as far as I heard. And also, like the shoes look dope. I think everyone's already praising it high as like sneaker of the year, uh, one of the sneakers of the year. Yeah, if we're talking, if we're talking Jordans, like it's definitely, it's definitely Jordan of the year IMO up to this point, and I think it has a a strong case to be definitely one of the shoes of the year. It's yeah, it's really good. So were the Air Forces back in 2018. No, those were really limited. Those were really good too. What were those called, guys? Help oh, me out. Wash cold or something like that. It was like something. It had a really cold. funny name. Something to wash. Something to do with wash cold. Like yeah, yeah, wash on cold or something. They were really cool. They were kind of like brown and black, right? There was like a friends and family one, and then like a more gr one, but they were like yeah, gray. it was like brown, black, and gray or something. I've only ever seen them once, and I was with you. There was uh, a girl Maybe. who walked into a drift with them on. 
Yeah, hand, that was crazy. It was Christmas. It's called hand wash cold. Hand wash cold. That's it. Hand yeah, that's cold. what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, these were super dope. I mean, yeah. So, like, and I, I know we were talking about this in the group chat. So, I'm not going to talk like, you know, I'm not going to speak on this like it was my idea. But you have these sneaker stores very close by. I'm not going to drop names that require you to go leaps and bounds just to even sign up for a raffle nowadays. And, you know, it's like, okay drop your email, enter on site, run five miles on in a wheelbarrow position, and then drink a gallon of milk upside down, standing on your head without while puking. Screaming, there are, while like, screaming the shop's name. It's just like you go on and they want you to do everything under the sun just to enter for the shoe. And it's like, you're not even buying it. And then it, it just gets to the point where there's, like Jason said, there's so many raffles that just don't care to enter anymore because it's like, it it's a process. And so- just to, you know, see brands say, well, fuck all that. We're just going to give you this because you're a really great customer. It's like, that's what I want to see, you know? Oh, yes. Like like Brett's saying, we talked about this. Give me show. some loyalty. I don't understand why it's not done more. Like, I don't know if it's just straight up, like, greed or something. But, like, that doesn't make sense because you're going to sell the shoes regardless. So, like, I, I, I don't understand. Like... You have all this data, all this customer data. Like, don't tell me you can't do this. You know, like everything's online, everything's digitized, everything's data collection. You know who shopped where in the past X window time frame. You know who spent what on what. Like, I don't understand how we do not see way more, like, especially of these, you know, boutiques doing like, you know, people who've spent, you know, maybe X dollars in the past month. Like you're getting exclusive or we're put you in a, in a, in a separate raffle pot or something like that. Like. I don't understand how there's there isn't more rewarding of loyal customers because especially in this game you know it's mostly you know it's very community based i like to think still there's a lot of people you know recurring mans who are coming back to the same shops getting you know the release like you know week after week or whatever and it's like yo you should absolutely be trying to prioritize and get this man the shoe over the slew of bots and other randos who have literally just come in here to get this hype Jordan one, because they know they can make $500 if they can get it. Like I, I seriously don't understand the lack of attempt to try and, you know, figure this situation out in some capacity. Doesn't seem like it would be that complicated at all, considering the amount of technology and information we have at our disposable. And uh, it's very unfortunate to see, to that to that to that point shout out i'm for doing what they did with the Absolutely. of the of those threes um and yeah i'm not even saying like you got to give all the shoes to men who have no but some exclusive reservations like, of sorts would be nice and uh you know i i think we can all think of some stores that are no longer in the city of Toronto because they failed to tap in with their consumer base and act like they cared at all. And you know what? That's what happens when you don't prioritize the well-being of customers. So anyways, not to get too far off topic, but I guess we can kind of just switch right back to Mr. Nabil. Do we have a second win for the year or are the wins too scarce? <laughs> yeah. Not that. one. Actually, wait. We might have just cut that out of that. I think I just cut we that. Edited out. it all out. So it's a, it's an inside joke, listeners. Don't oh. worry. Yeah. Um. The pot is not too scarce. Uh. That's for sure. 
Yeah, so next, I was going to shout out the Adidas Simpson ZX10,000 collab. Mm. Overall, like the stuff that Adidas is doing with their A to ZX stuff, immensely amazing. Like one of the things that's gotten me excited as a sneakerhead for the last year, like honestly, like that's one of the best things since quarantine has been having the ZX program, seeing when Adidas launches. Obviously, the Simpsons collab was the Krusty Burger ZX10,000. The ZX10,000 was already an amazing silhouette even before this. But then you have to add the factor of like the design of the shoe looks like you're wearing a cartoon on your foot. And if you were listening to the first half of this episode, you know I love my cartoons. So these are on my list for me to personally acquire one day. I've been on a ZX buying trend, so who knows? But yeah, these are honestly great. Like if, if you remotely like uh, Adidas ZX shoes and you also like the uh, LeBron Stewie Griffins, like just a cartoonish design of those shoes, this is kind of like a happy consolation prize because obviously Nike had that LeBron competition, PE competition at the end of the year and they didn't win. So Nike's not going to be re-releasing those. But this is a, a very nice consolation prize. Also, like, especially if you're someone in your late 20s, early 30s, like, I feel like most of us have watched at least one episode of The Simpsons in some way, shape, or form, or played a video game or something. So I think it's just, like, it's a cultural icon that everyone can appreciate. It seems like Adidas is continuing a similar trend with South Park and their recent collab. So I hope Adidas continues to do these kinds of collabs and just keeps on rolling like i'd love to see an adidas futurama shoe or an adidas uh, family guy shoe in the future as well yeah man needless to say the adidas a to zx program for me at least is a gigantic win um started last year but yeah super dope love what they've been doing i'm not going to necessarily say or call like i personally like i don't care about this simpson one that much or whatever like not going to single that out but the program overall is super super sick and pretty original cool to see adidas doing something like this you know some kind of alphabet situation or whatever i don't know i can't think of something else that's been done like this i'm not saying it hasn't but super super cool man the i don't have much to say about anything bad to say about this except for maybe i don't know some of the yeah no nothing really to say uh, it is that x is sick some of the collabs in there have been phenomenal and yeah keep up the great work with that zx situation yeah. yeah a to zx was done really well i know i know you know pre a to zx series i was not you know other than your standard boost running shoe i was like the equivalent of like an adidas hype beast like i've never owned any like easy 350s or anything like that but i was just i, I just did not have I a well knowledge of adidas inventory uh so i'm not going to sit here and pretend like i've been on this stuff but from what i've seen and what i've consumed over the past year which i feel has been a sufficient amount this program was a huge win and i think it did everything that it was supposed to in the sense that it brought people who weren't on the adidas train Back, in bro due to the fact that these are shoes released with interesting stories and collabs that are riddled with sentiment for the sneakerhead universally. Regardless of what brand you're wearing, I think there are really strong collaborations that just, you know, forced you to look at this brand with some respect. Um, and I know there's been a lot of conversation and, you know, to some degree, I would agree that Adidas as a whole is not tapped into the North American demographic as much as they should be. Not that this is their primary demographic by any means. You know, your market's definitely in Europe if you're three stripes. But I really think they did a really great job of just tapping into the Western market with this series. And 
I, I have nothing bad to say about that entire line. I was thoroughly impressed. Honestly, like in a post A to ZX world, like I think it's harder to make the argument that uh, Adidas is, uh, you know, just like a German company focused on the Euro market. Like if, if yeah. you look at like the full set of shoes that they've made with this through the ZX program, like they've literally collaborated with brands across the world. If that's not showing like that they care and they're trying to acknowledge like design elements from across the globe, like I, I don't know what else w- would be. Yeah, bang on, man. No, you're absolutely right. So yeah, definitely. I didn't, I was never a big ZX. I've, like I've heard of ZXs and stuff, but I didn't really, you know, understand the same degree of history and different models and whatnot before this program. So su- super, super important from that standpoint. In terms of the global aspect of things, Adidas ran the, uh, the consortium project before this, and most notably, I would say, where they, yeah. where they got shops, two different shops globally apart, to come together and create a collab with Adidas, obviously. So, I mean, obviously that's kind of like a global program, you know, needless to say, because the shops were all across the world. And like, I know what you're trying to say, Nabs. I don't think Adidas is like ever trying to not make global product. I think they're just freaking bad at it because they're just so Eurocentric. Like, I- I, That's what I was trying to say. I don't think it's for a lack of effort. I also think Nabs is correct. This kind of shit, man. Yeah, I I, I feel you on it. I, 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 I'm just, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it depends on the silhouette, right? Because obviously Adidas has like a whole archive of like of uh, silhouettes from back in the day. And those are 100% Eurocentric and it's really hard to modernize those. The ZX oh, was a very cool experiment. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, some of the stuff that I've seen from the Adidas archive, I'm astounded. It's old Adidas and uh, I'm surprised they don't pull it out a lot more and like, yeah. like retro the yeah. shit. like. And the Adidas intimidation is something I stumbled across on the .ca website. It's like a super dope model. The second you see the the sole unit, it's like this is literally the 550 sole unit. And it's just like I'm really surprised, Adidas, you're not like pulling this stuff out of the archive, making a bunch of colorways and putting it on mass. Especially they look like new Yeezys and stuff like that. Like play to that. Play to that, you know? Yeah. I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't know. Adidas is just weird, bro. These Germans are so out of touch, man. It it it, it is a bit weird. I'll give you that. And like they they do a lot of collabs that are hit or miss. But I think the thing with Adidas collabs is that it's it, it's just different. Like they rarely have a collab that like everyone across the board loves. But they'll have a lot of collabs that at least someone will love. Yeah, yeah, like more niche product. Exactly. It's it's very much more niche product and. Frankly, I appreciate that. I'd rather have more niche products than one like grail product that is harder to acquire. I feel that. I feel like I'm probably more in that camp too, generally, um, than the other camp. But yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So I'm assuming, Jason, you don't have a second one. I do. I do. You do? I have a second one. All right. We got to listen to this. All right. My second one is, we just touched on it at the beginning of this, but... I'm really here for the whole mules vibe. So my my second win is just mules in general. They've been going off in 2021. I feel specifically, it's they really heated up last year. Yeah, obviously because of the whole you're just fucking home all the time thing. So it's we kind of want some hybrid <laughs> at home outdoor footwear, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think just the explosion and prevalence of all these different new mules we're seeing is really cool. Obviously those O 32 C ones are super sick and not out yet, but the nike offlines were pretty cool the ones that had the different like 
super thick insole that you could swap out that had the massaging beads. I thought those were pretty neat. The I the Birkenstocks, I mean, have been around forever, but I feel like the the closed toed clog one, the what is it? It's not the airs, it's the the Boston is going crazy right now. And uh it's pretty dope. There's a lot of in, good color material ones. I'm a big fan of the um of the like one piece uh you know water shoe situation. So yeah. Croc is popping off big time. Shout out Crocs, man. Big shout out Crocs. I love that they were like the like most anti-fashion thing bef- like ever, like before, like maybe five years ago. It's like the dustiest thing you can have. And any real fashion bands, like any of your, you know, your cool kids or whatever are going to be like, what the fuck is like, there's legit no respect for Crocs. You know what I'm saying? Like none. Yeah. And then in the past two years, it's like actually cool. It's, it's I just think that shit's wild. It's hilarious. From like the real fashion boys, though, you know what I'm talking about. Bro. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then, so kind of stemming from that, we have uh, like the Yeezy Runner is cool, the Foam Runner is cool, and I want to shout out specifically these have been bubbling for a long time now, and they're they're pretty big at this point. But the Morel Hydro Mox, it's yeah. just like another super weird looking Croc, basically, by Morel, who's doing some really good stuff as of late some serious gorped out company but shout out hidden and all the pages for putting them on i guess so cool i unfollowed hidden did i tell you that are you proud of me i'm proud of you can you get them to block you (laughs) no because i don't say vulgar stuff but yeah so uh, i i was gonna say jason in uh regards to your mule comment there I, I think one that we also have to look at and which ties into a previous topic that we just talked about with upcoming brands or brands that have the makings to take over the number one spot um not necessarily this brand but the pillar low with collegium how they made kind of like a mule version of the destroyer we were talking um, about yeah those are those are dude those were super cool i was with those heavy yeah that is definitely another notable one for everybody and obviously i mean if we're talking about it the beatniks as well yeah that is a pair that i have worn more times than I can count. So, so, so comfortable. Much like a Birkenstock in the sense that they actually kind of mold to your foot over time, which is really nice because it makes them really comfortable. And you've got Velcro running transversely and frontally. So you've got like a top Velcro piece and a piece behind your heel, which is super nice. Makes it very customizable to your foot. Definitely recommend getting a pair of beatniks to anybody that doesn't have them. They're like the perfect summer shoe if you're not the type. To, that likes to rock like open toe sandals, but doesn't want to rock like, doesn't want to be the guy wearing high top shoes in July when it's hot. Definitely get a pair of Beatniks if you're not into Birkenstocks, which I don't know why you're not into Birkenstocks. You should be, but get Beatniks. Question about the Beatniks, bro. Can you remove the back strap thing or uh, I'm just wondering? Man, that's a great question. A I don't question. even know. Okay. I yeah. haven't tried. I don't know. But yeah, I love them. They're very versatile. You can kind of wear more of like a, you know, a shoe. Like if you, I don't know if you can take that thing off the back or not, but, but yeah, obviously the beatniks are, are super dope and shout out. Yeah. They've done some damn good collabs with the beatniks. I regret not yeah. brain dead ones. When well, there's like, a needles pair too, eh? That was like originally, I think back in like 2019, there was a needles pair and it had like the purple butterfly on the toe and they're like, it's like a velour material or like a D I can't remember if it was like a suede or a velour. Those are wow. ridiculous yeah they're really good crazy oh yeah i see them yeah but yeah i guess moving on to the last win that we have in line here is my own not that it's oh i guess i have two but one of them i was just going to touch on quickly is i think despite as much as we like to talk shit about jordan brand i think they've done a pretty solid job of releasing some pretty solid retros so far this year the record for retros is strong 
I almost have enough to count on one entire hand. Got the Raging Bull Fives, the Neutral Gray Ones, the Fire Red Fours, the Jordan Three Cool Grays, and the Stealth Fives. I know the Stealth Fives don't technically count because the color blocking is a little bit different, but I just put them in there for the hell of it because I, you know, I don't know. But I, I think they've done a good job of retros this year and all of, you know, really classic retros with the Fire Red Fours being the first one that comes to mind that is just like a goaded model. And I think it was a really great time to retro the Raging Bull Fives. That was definitely a shoot that was due to move very well in today's market. So that's cool. Not what I was going to talk about. My real last win is, you know, Teddy Santis announcing his coming to New Balance full-time as creative director for New Balance Made in USA. Again, whatever that means. And we're having a conversation about this in a group chat that I'm a part of. And uh, a homie of mine, Nick, shout out Nick, who lives in Oregon, says that on both occasions that he went to New York and went to the ALD store, Teddy was actually there interacting with consumers. And I think that is super cool when you have somebody of that status still being grounded enough, not to say other people aren't, but still remaining, you know, 10 toes down, being able to interact with consumers when you're, when you're that big time and just kind of chilling at the shop and, and, and talking shop, which I have a lot of respect for. I heard that recently and thought that was really cool. And at the same time, I, I think a lot of this is just, I, I like the fact that New Balance made this move, whether or not it was the right move, I like it, but it, it just, I don't think you can have a better advocate for Made in USA, specifically New York, New Balance, than, you know, somebody who's so culturally ingrained as Teddy Santis himself. So I, I like the move. What do you guys think? I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar with Teddy's body of work. So it's really hard for me to say. I, I, I know people who like yourselves who are and I, I've heard the hype. So really excited to see what he uh, he makes in his role as uh, New Balance's uh, new creative director and made in USA. I believe it's not actually like he doesn't actually get into the office until like either later this year or 2022. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because I think he has some stuff in his previous role at AOD that he wants to wrap up. But uh, yeah, like I I'm excited to see what comes of it. And I've only heard good things so far. So like, you know, we've discussed this a little bit as well. It's just kind of the move of these big creative director, artistic name, designer mans taking up positions of some sort at larger sportswear companies and some creative director role. I think that overall is a win, I'm going to say. So like the Kiko thing at Asics, Teddy at New Balance, Jerry at Adidas um, kind of thing. Cool stuff. Big win for New Balance and the game all around, I think. Absolutely. I remember going to the ALD store when I was there. Man, I don't know. The last time I was in New York was a while back, but... I remember seeing the guy who always model the guy who used to always model the all the gear was out front smoking a J. I remember it. I remember that's the back from all the lookbooks. And it's all it's very, very New York, you know, very New York store and whatnot. But I remember going in and at the time I don't think New Balance like ALD, I'd imagine now if you went, it was probably a pretty popping store, you know, like and maybe you'd have to line up situation. Maybe it's like a supreme store now because of its not maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because of its notoriety. Yeah. So before, you know, whatever. I walked in and uh it like it's like a it, it was set up to be like a living room. That was like the vibe, you know, it was to be like uh so there was a record player there, like it was a car like it was a carpeted room, like a classic old like Persian rug kind of thing. There was incense going. There was obviously some clothing racks, but it was very minimal. And 
I remember just going in and being like, I was younger, this like skinny white dude in some definitely not that cool clothing pulling up. And, you know, oh, it's, oh, same old, same old. And it was just like super ox kind of, you know, everyone's kind of giving you dirty looks like who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? I don't think I spoke to anyone. I don't think anyone spoke to me. I don't remember if I saw I'd probably I didn't know who Teddy was at the time. Like there were definitely just dudes chilling and talking, you know, but um, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, tangential, but not directly relevant to this conversation. Anytime I hear about people's experience going to New York, it's either the people were incredibly nice or the people incredibly not nice. Like, I've never heard an in-between. So It's probably because New York has both all the time. Yeah? Okay. Being incredibly mean and incredibly nice. I don't know about the incredibly nice part, but... I, I I don't know. I've heard mixed things. That's why I'm I'm perplexed. I, I haven't been to New York City. Hope to go sometime. We'll, we'll see. Brett, on the other side, uh, about your note about the retros. I guess one thing that I just wanted to bring up, and it it kind of falls in the same category. There is not the Jordan retros, but the Air Max retros from last month. Most notably, the Nike Air Max One Clots and the Nike Air Max Ninety Bacon's were re just really great releases like both shoes were like obviously high caliber air back shoes that people were all excited for and i'm astounded that the resale price is like only a bit over retail even now it's been like almost a month since these shoes dropped and who knows this the prices might go down further because i know at least in canada some retail outlets are are still releasing the uh the 90 bacons so we'll see but yeah i i just like a, I think they're really good sneakers to retro, and B, I love the fact that before Air Max Day in March, like these sneakers cost like hundreds to thousands of dollars, which is astounding. And now most people can get them for slightly above retail. Love yeah, it. I think that's the big win right there. Is like yeah. probably I'm assuming put out mad stock of these, and they're accessible for a reasonable price to people. I think that's dope. Yeah. And like you're saying, the fact that they brought these two like heavy hitter of shoes, like these are big like collabs, you know, like the Air Max 90 Bacon is like, yeah, like grails for people and same with the clot. So yeah, big, big job and great job for bringing back those two Nike. Obviously, depending on who you ask, you know, people are going to be like, I, I hate retros or whatever, especially men's who probably have the OG 90, but fuck them. Super big. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know too much, but I know at least one of the sneaker Instagrammers that I follow who had the OG 90s was grateful to have a new pair because obviously right. that shit's yeah. hard to wear. Like, that shit's just really hard to wear. That shit might just crumble under you, right? Like, those are old, too. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Um, I mean, financial accessibility is also accessibility. Mm -hmm. So, shout out Nike for possibly it, pumping exactly. the shit out of the units and letting everybody have a pair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a big thing. That's a big thing for for Nike to forego its greed. I guess actually no, it, it's greedier to make more pairs because they don't see any of the money from the resale market. But good yeah, I, I, if anything, good on the community. I guess for like not like you know no one. I, I'm guessing that no one like overbought these shoes or that these shoes didn't get bought at heavy. Like I, I don't right. know if it just didn't appeal to the to the hype beast or what. But you know, good on the community for not not making this a scumbag kind of thing agreed agreed homie yeah cool so before we finish the pod this is usually the portion where i would read off my script saying on that note that's our episode for today 
But I wanted to dedicate the rest of this episode to kind of just voicing our feelings and our own thoughts on the recent or dealing or we've been dealing with for a very long time, but the Derek Chauvin trial, obviously recent, recently being found guilty. And we just wanted to reach out and albeit our voice is small. We still felt compelled to use it in saying that the Sneakerson's family does on all accounts stand for Black Lives we support the ruling and we want you all to know that we are there with you and for you. And although we may not always be able to relate to certain struggles, I'm hoping that we can understand and work towards a better tomorrow. I know and fully understand that as a white male, I possess privilege that even some of my pod mates may not possess in 2021, which is a really scary thought, but a pill that I think needs to be swallowed for a lot of people in order for us to change for the better. And, you know, Black Lives Matter, and we are here on all accounts. Couldn't have said it better myself, Brett. Yeah, I mean, needless to say, we support this ruling, obviously. This is an absolutely monumental, monumental, monumental ruling, setting a massive precedent, hopefully, that, you know, these, like, if you fucking do shit like this, if you kill innocent black people or anyone, as a matter of fact, you can go to jail. Finally, we've, we've, finally we can see that and say that, and hopefully that starts to change things in the States, here in Canada, and, and globally. But, yeah. And I think... Just to, you know, I'm, and now I'm going to let you speak on this. My apologies here, but this really is a watershed moment. And I think, you know, again, as a white male, I mean, I, I too have been guilty of, of ignorance in the past. And I think it's, it's part of, it's on us to just, you know, not only consume news and, and, and react accordingly, but do your due diligence and educate yourself yes. to avoid future prejudice. And, you know, yeah, just reiterating the fact that, you know, consuming news and your Instagram hashtags, as much as it may help, it's not enough. And we've got to do more and self-directed initiative is needed. And I know I'm currently working to make sure that, you know, I'm a better person when all is said and done as well. And Nabs, uh, floor is yours, man. Nah, I mean, not too much to add. I agree with both of you on this. I'm really glad that we uh, took the time to say something on it. Hearts out to uh, all the family and mm. anyone yes. connected to mm. not only George Floyd's incident, but incidents similar to his. Like We know that obviously George Floyd wasn't the first one to incur an incident like this. It happens uh, more often than we'd like to admit. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction. And just to add to Brett's sentiment, like, yeah, obviously uh, we get pretty heated and we get pretty uh, passionate about our opinions here on this podcast, even if it's just about sneakers. But I, I, I like to think at the end of the day, we all respect the other's opinion, even if we disagree. And mm. it's just a matter of keeping an open mind on things, guys. And just a little bit of an open mind can go a long way. So... It costs nothing to just be a good fucking person. Yeah. That's how I'll end this episode. Rest in peace, George Floyd, man. You an icon. So, you know what? Fuck the rest of the outro. More than enough has been said. And I think I'm going to end it right here. So, it was a pleasure having you all this week. Tune back in next week. We love you all. Peace out. Peace. Peace.